0: Hey everybody! Welcome to this episode of Spikes. It's um, Friday, the 19th of December, 2014, and uh, can I wish you all the very best for the festive season? I hope you have a lovely holiday time wherever you are whatever your beliefs. I hope it's um, a time of merriment and sharing family moments together and really that all the expectations are lived up to. Uh, Yes, you catch me on a Friday. Just before midday, um, heading west out of Yeovil. Roads are all a bit busy at the moment. It's uh, that time of year where people are moving around to pick up things for the holiday season, buying gifts, and uh, For most schools in the Britain this will be the last day of the school term as well so that brings excitement with it. Do you remember at school how great it felt to get to the end of a term? Uh, I suppose if I'm uh, tell you a little bit about myself here My primary school, if you will, my school as a junior, uh, was in a village, the village of Exning in Suffolk. Just a small village, um, really in modern times, not famous for anything in particular but in historic times um, was believed to have been one of the camps of Boudicca, queen of the Iceni tribe and um, she who won various battles with the Romans in that era. The village sign for Exning still has a Buddhika figure in a chariot. (laughs) But it's a bit bit historic to be dining out on very much these days. Anyway, my primary school, small village school, I think uh, four classes, Um, and I had a good group of friends there and I did tolerably well Um, it was in the era in Britain when at 11 between the years of 11 and 12 um, primary school children sat the Eleven plus exam it was really the one major exam of those years uh, and that that exam um, really shaped your schooling future because if you passed you uh, you were awarded a place at a grammar school, and uh, if you didn't pass, you took a place at what was then called a secondary modern. Um, Places at the grammar were fewer, the academic standards were believed to be higher. It's an era that many people in our country now hark back to with with great fondness. And, uh, you know, for me, well, I did pass 11+. Um, I attended Newmarket Grammar School long since demised and uh, did my secondary education there. I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, But in terms of the system, of course, it created this huge divide. And uh, those who attended a secondary modern school would do more vocational classes know that uh, they would have woodwork, for example. Uh, whereas at the grammar school it was sciences, sciences and humanities, that was it. Um, and we've changed the system since then and it seems to me that education is constantly in a state of change at the moment Uh, the latest government edict comes through Um, I think we have some great teachers in Britain but as a group I would say they're rather demoralised at the moment they've uh, they're being kicked around by the politicians rather too much. Um, and here we get to a strange paradox. If you were to apply a scientific method to what works best in teaching, then you would run a controlled experiment, randomized trials, you would really investigate what works best but right we are told oh, no I mean fair statement in a sense it is unethical because some children you'll be giving uh effectively a better education than others the trouble is we really don't know what is the best education Um, and so what we do instead you know it's said that we we can't do this we cannot experiment with children's education in this way and yet What we end up doing is running this constant experiment in the worst possible scientific method, or lack of scientific method really, because uh, we have no control experiment. We have no no experimental parameters we're really working with. All we work with is the best theory of current educationalists. And that sounds damning, and you know, I understand that there are some profoundly clever people who are seeking to do their best, but we just don't have a real way of assessing what is best. Now, I have to say, uh, with some uh, personal involvement here, having teachers in my family and uh, various children who've been through some quite different methods of schooling, really. I suppose, effectively, the method isn't very different, but the uh, the structure of the schooling is different, and uh, there's no doubt that. And here we get into that strange foible of terminology. In Britain, private schools are called public schools, and what in America you would probably term public schools, in Britain we refer to as state schools. Now I know that some of the public schools in Britain achieve outstanding results against the current method that we examine by. But I also know that those pupils are really um, uh, guided towards the best exam results. And I'd have to say, sometimes at cost to their best career choices. Um, but. it's true of both public and state schools here. Results are what they're measured on. But the results are very coarse. They uh, they don't always have a good reflection on what the school imparts to its students. You know, I have to say I have one family member Who works in a very tough schooling environment and you know one of the things that his school imparts to its pupils is a place of safety and uh, a place where they can be warm and comfortable now you might say that's not the school's role but I tell you for those kids Matters a lot. Anyway, this typically is uh, me setting off on a train of thought that I had no no idea I was going to speak about when I started. So, there you go. You've caught a lot of ramblings from me about uh, educational systems. I don't have an answer, but I do think we need to give more consideration to how we assess what works best. Okay, so, uh, I'm out on this run today. Um, We've had some quite mild weather this week, and... uh, It's uh, about nine degrees today, but you can probably hear a bit of a wind, so slight wind chill, but for December, not bitterly or freezing cold by any means. Hi. So, um, I thought I'd just walk you through, talk you through my running kit for today. Um, My best choice running kit for this environment. Starting from the top, most of the year round, I wear a cap, a running cap, and now coming up to two years old, is uh, my Patagonia cap. Um, I just love Patagonia gear, Um, it's reassuringly expensive Um, and I certainly can't afford to have only Patagonia kit but uh, this cap was a gift from Gina last uh, Christmas two years ago and uh, you know its quality shows through in its consistent usage day after day um, just clipped to the peak of the cap is the microphone for this recording system um, I use a zoom h2 which seems to work pretty well I think if I had any criticism it would be that uh, The body is a relatively light plastic structure and uh, if you're holding the device in your hand it's quite easy to get the sound of plastic creaking coming through. But with a remote microphone like this, near perfect. Okay, my shirt. Um, there are loads of great technical shirts. My favourite, one I'm wearing, is the good old Heli Hansen Leifa L I F A. I started wearing these shirts in uh, the 1980s, early 80s, and They've remained, to my mind, the best of wicking shirts on the market. They've grown more expensive over the years, but still quite a reasonable price. Um, And on top of that, I have what is probably my favourite piece of running kit and uh, compared to the Patagonia stuff this is the cheapest end of the market. Um, So I have on a running gilet, um, if you will, a sleeveless jacket with a relatively high collar and a zip up the front. The, uh, The front is, windproof. The back is a lighter mesh which allows some heat to dissipate. Um, I have a couple of gilets. This particular one came from a shop, Um, it's a German chain called Lidl, L-I-D-L um very widespread in Britain now definitely um lower cost stuff I doubt that this jacket and I've had it a number of years now but I I would doubt it costs more than six pounds you know um less than ten dollars um and why do I like it so much well for me On a day like today it's perfect, Um, when the weather is a little bit cool I like to keep the wind off of my chest, I like my core to stay nice and warm. Um, Quite happy in shorts, don't tend to wear gloves, anything above zero degrees centigrade, but my chest, I don't like it getting cool and so this gilet is just excellent. Um has a couple of pockets so I can carry a few things if I need to, just got a house key in there today, but uh, yep that's one of my favourite things. I really commend the idea of a running gilet to you uh, gilet g i l e t French word um, also on top uh, my zoom recorder is in a spy belt that's s p i it's an american product i think uh generally marketed for people who need to carry um, pumps to pump uh, drugs into their body with, but uh, very, very good lightweight waist belt, I mean I see loads on the market, but uh, this one has served me really well and I feel confident in it. Yeah. Uh, Um, then shorts wise, well, I got several pairs of shorts that I like, but if you want to catch me in my favourite shorts, then they will be my Patagonia Nine Trails. Um, what do I love about those? The feel, the quality... The, uh, the performance in wet weather quite above anything else like a valuable one they came from uh, we purchased them obviously came from the company Patagonia we actually purchased them when we were in New Zealand town of Queensland and um, I was on holiday Gina and I were there And I hadn't really brought along enough running gear and uh, the rinsing out running kit trying to get it dry again for the next session it was just um, mildly irksome not a big deal but uh, Gina my sweetheart treated me to a pair of Patagonia 9 trail shorts in the Patagonia shop in Queensland the only time I've been into a Patagonia shop you know now yeah you can call me a brand tart by all means Um, but there are some firms where I will just suck up the the whole brand feel um Patagonia is one I really like a company in Britain. Rohan sells outdoor gear. I like their shops. I like the the brand. Um, I'll come back to brand stock in a minute, um, and then going to the toes. Uh, I tend to wear. Um, not just any old socks really Um For quite a time I was wearing Compression socks But I don't think they did any good or not uh, don't think they did any harm or not either I just found Yeah they're okay Um But As they've worn Out I haven't bothered to Rush to replace them I tend to wear a fairly cheap pair of sports socks. I am um, invariably running black socks. Just something I've done for years. Uh, and then on my feet today I have my uh, Sockany Kinvara 3. Second pair of those I've had. Um, really do like them very comfortable shoe seem to suit my stride and my effort so yeah, very happy with them so that's me today Uh, um, I mentioned brands there Um, just something this uh, uh, this Christmas here we were looking for a a jumper, a pullover for Gina's mum and uh, she wanted a particular style of neck which is it's a turtleneck which we've always known as like a turned over and stitched in short polo neck um, and so we searched on the web and oh, we really struggled to find anything like what we would term a turtleneck and what she wanted. But in our searchings I came across you know some sites selling uh, named products you know high-end named products but the prices were Ridiculous! I mean, you know, I don't mind paying for quality. I don't mind paying the Patagonia premium for some things. But these were just jumpers, pullovers, for 600, 700 pounds. You know, a thousand dollars for a pullover. I mean, come on. Well, to their own and uh, I really shouldn't. I shouldn't criticise what people choose to purchase but uh, how much money have you got to have before that seems like a reasonable purchase and if you've got that much money you know there's a load of people around who would benefit from some kindness from you. You I don't think I'm preaching to anybody listening to this. Because I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but my sense is that runners, people who take care of themselves, have a bit of a sense Of the need to take care of others as well. I don't know, that's the thing. You might write to me and say, hell no, I'm a multi-millionaire and uh, if I want to spend £700 on a jumper I will. No business of yours. And to a degree I can't argue with you. I'm But it still doesn't seem right to me somehow. Anyway, there we go. One um, of my uh, health concerns with my breathing. Well, interesting. Um, you may recall I was experiencing a bit of a shortage of breath. And, ah, uh, yeah, uh, that was, uh, yeah, it's evident more when I'm exercising than anything else. And, uh, so, yeah, the doc has done various investigations. But, as of yet, nothing has, um, been revealed. My chest is clear. My heart seems fine. My blood's good. And uh, so I'm thinking, well, what is this? And believe me, I've gone down some wacky thinking over this. So, for example, when Junior and I um, had the privilege of going to Machu Picchu. Two years ago, we uh, we each purchased an Inca symbol in silver, which uh, which we wear. Well, I tend to wear mine every day. Gina, hers is more a piece of occasional jewellery. But um, so I suddenly thought, oh, gosh, is it something to do with that? Yeah, your mind goes all over the place. Is it mildly radioactive or something? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so experimented, left it off for a while. Uh, no difference. Then I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but uh, I look back in my diary to the date that this problem became noticeable and uh, it was a week after I'd started running in my hokers. Now this is where it gets a bit spooky in that I was um, discussing with Gina what the symptoms are like. This uh, shortage of breath. Sometimes conscious of it during the day, generally worse in the evenings, um, if, I, if I feel it. And uh, she said, Well, you know, I think I get much the same thing. And uh, we kind of did a backtrack, and it seemed as though she felt it to be worse over the last year or so which is since when she started running in her hokas shoes, so we thought, oh well, probably pure coincidence, um, probably correlation, not equal in causation, but we both uh, put our hokas on the shoe rack for a while. Indeed, I haven't run in mine since. We discovered that probably, uh, I think, end of three weeks to a month back. Um, again, it's not really made any difference. I'd have been astonished if it had have done. But, you know, as I say, I'm willing to hunt around. And then, uh, just yesterday, I was listening to Chris Russell's latest incarnation of Run Run Live this is uh, 4.0 got some chap doing the introduction I don't know who that is Um, anyway uh, he was interviewing Dave McGilvery the race director for the Boston Marathon and Dave who you know running puts mine in the shade but he had experienced shortage of breath on exercise and uh, he was relating that he had various tests which were clear and then finally it was determined that uh, he had some blocking of his arteries. Um, Fortunately Not severe enough to warrant um, a stent or indeed necessarily medication. Dave uh, resolved to change his diet and lifestyle, and uh, yeah, the doc said, Well, yep, fine, you're a guy with a lot of willpower. You know, you've run across the states a couple of times you um you'll probably achieve it. Many people struggle with the whole diet thing, and uh yeah, so he has now reduced his blocking by about forty percent. I think he said, just with dietary change, so you know. I don't know that that's a problem I have, Um, at the moment I'm jogging on here fairly steadily, I'm on an uphill slope, I'm still able to speak to you, perhaps it's a bit huffy and puffy, but it's not desperate, but I have just noticed this change. so, I think when I see the dock next, I'm going to say to her, look, uh, can we check this out? Um, she might say, well, all that we've done so far kind of rules that out. But, I want to ask her anyway, just to see where we're going. And uh, straight away yesterday, I instigated some dietary changes, and yeah, my diet is reasonable, um, I don't think that I overindulge in anything, but I did tend to have full-fat milk with cereal in the morning, um, I love cheese, absolutely love cheese, and uh yeah, we eat red meat. Um, I do eat fish three times a week and, uh, and chicken but we also have red meat um, so you know I've, uh, I feel I need to just address the diet really over the next year what difference that's going to make anyway and uh the other interesting thing of course which i didn't mention but i think is pertinent is that my weight had crept up i was up there at 13 and a half stone which is uh heavier than i've ever been i think so And that's that's a good reason to address my diet anyway, and I have indeed knocked me back to 13 stone. Um, For a very long time I was 12 and a half, so I need to get back towards that really, as my first target. I'll um keep you informed as to how things go of course one of the massive problems not massive no that's overstating it one issue I will have to deal with uh, relates to the film we saw on Monday it took uh Gina's mum out for her 81st birthday, had some lunch, and then along to the cinema to watch Paddington. Uh, the story of Paddington the Bear. Um, it's a very very good film. Funny, touching well-acted brilliant cgi you know and uh, it's amazing how quickly one forgets that it's a bear he's talking and he becomes it's the character of the film but anybody who knows anything about Paddington will know that his staple diet is marmalade sandwiches. One of my all-time favorite foods is marmalade sandwiches. And, uh, there are various marmalades that I will happily eat. Okay. But the best, the best of the best is Gina's Homemade Marmalade. Made to the recipe of Aunt Tink, I think it is. Uh, um, yeah they are just outstandingly great jars of marmalade. And, uh because the problem is marmalade sandwich, that means Grain in the bread, fat in the butter and a bit of sugar in the marmalade so it's not I know it's not a health food and uh, I'm going to have to just take care here, and reduce my intake of my white sandwich. (laughs) And the other thing, which I'm partial to, is chocolate. for a while there, I was having a couple of squares in the evening—just a couple of squares, but you know, pretty regularly. Sometimes it would be four squares. And uh, since I spotted my weight increase, I've uh, uh, I've stopped stopped my chocolate consumption. Um. It's not too hard you know it's always a luxury. I think it's going to be quite hard possibly at Christmas because um, I am known to love Toblerone, uh, Swiss chocolate with uh, with little bits of nuts and nougat in it and uh, so usually I will get a bar or two of Toblerone at Christmas. Um, that's going to have to go in the fridge and I think uh, what I'm going to have to do is restrict myself to one triangle of it a week. you know it's hard not to have at least one triangle a day so that's going to be a challenge but we'll get there we'll achieve that okay well back in Yeovil now I've done a loop around my house just um, another climb here which is probably the steepest climb on the run, not too bad. You know, I often think when I run around Yeovil with its hills, there's not a lot of flat ground here, but <laughs> the hills are really quite gentle. They are simply hills. Um, than I think of some of you guys and girls out there in really quite hilly territory and uh, it's a whole different type of running I've certainly uh, spent enough time in more mountainous places. I'm um, exercising. To know it's a challenge. it Takes its toll. I'm quite sure it makes you a stronger runner. But uh, I don't know. Does it? Do you just feel you get just used to the notion? Um, me when I'm in that sort of area and I appreciate it's not for a protracted period but for the time I'm there I tend to have to make myself get out for a run I love it when I'm out there and particularly you know when you gain height and get views and and the air is clean it all feels so good but I just find the uh, the hurdle at the front door just a little bit higher than usual. I guess just me and my poor willpower. <laughs> okay so folks I think really you've had enough waffle for today. Um, just as I, I'm in the last mile now but I think I'm gonna move towards the exit, as Chris Russell would say, and uh, just want to reiterate to you my very best wishes to you all. I hope that 2015 is a great year, Um, that many of your dreams come to fruition, and that your pains where they are either physical or emotional, um, subside a little. I know some of you out there have some things you have to deal with, um, some personal stuff, some running stuff, and yeah, you know, those of us with, with thoughts about our health as well, which really has to be all of us I guess, but anyway. My thoughts remain the same that I wish you the very best possible. And uh, come Christmas Day have a thought about spikes and me, because I'm going to be thinking about you guys that day. When I get out for my very quiet Christmas morning run I only do probably three miles Christmas Day but uh, I will certainly have you in my thoughts when I'm running so let me just say that if you want to get in contact please email me at spikespodcast at gmail.com and uh, meantime I'm just going to say Ho, 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 and run with joy.